0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 25th. Today we're going to continue in Come Follow Me, but before we do, I just want to clarify the timeline that we're dealing with here. It can get a little bit confusing because in Alma we see a lot of flashbacks and flash forwards and all sorts of things. So if you'll remember, in chapter 17, Alma meets up with the sons of Mosiah and We begin to learn about the 14-year mission that the Sons of Mosiah have among the Lamanites. So up until now, we've had kind of a flashback of what Ammon was doing. And now from chapter 21 through chapter 26, which we'll get into next week, we're going to get an idea of what Aaron was doing during his mission among the Lamanites. But it's important to realize that all of this happened with Ammon and with Aaron and this mission among the Lamanites during the same time period that Alma was teaching among the Nephites. So everything that he experienced in Ammonihah and with Amulek, all of that happened at the same time as what we see here with Ammon and Aaron. So let's jump into Alma chapter 21. In Alma chapter 21, we're going to start seeing the mission of of Aaron and how he taught and how it was received. Now, here in chapter 21, Aaron is going to start out in Jerusalem, which was named after, obviously, the city that their ancestors had come from. And while he's in Jerusalem, he starts preaching about Christ and repentance and redemption. And in verse 6, we see how they respond. It says, "'Thou sayest, except we repent, we shall perish. How knowest thou the thoughts and intents of our hearts?' How knowest thou that we have cause to repent? How knowest thou that we are not righteous people? What really stands out to me here is the pride that these people have. They become angry, they become defensive, and they accuse Aaron of judging them. And in verse 5, it says that this Amalekite began to contend with him. He arose in order to contend with him. So really, his whole purpose here was just to stir the pot, to become angry to be outraged, and to get other people to be outraged too. Now, if I'm being super honest, that feels really familiar to the world that we live in. We live in a world that feels addicted to outrage, addicted to anger, who want to stir the pot and make people angry and contend with people just to prove that they're right. I even found myself getting caught in that trap in this last couple weeks. But my friends, there is a real danger that comes in allowing our hearts to be swept up in contention. We are told multiple times in the scriptures that contention is not of God, that it doesn't come from the Spirit, but that it comes from the adversary who is the father of contention. We cannot change hearts when we're attempting to do so out of contention, anger, or a need to be right. Hearts are changed when we approach people in love, in compassion, in mercy, as we seek to understand and not just be understood. And that is something that this Amalekite was seriously missing. He responded in anger, in frustration, in defensiveness, and in a need to be right. And when we do that, we invite the spirit of contention into our lives. In 1989, President Nelson gave a talk called The Canker of Contention. And in that, he said, Prior to his ascension from the Holy Land, the Savior pronounced a unique blessing. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. His peace is not necessarily political. His peace is personal. But that spirit of inner peace is driven away by contention. My concern is that contention is becoming accepted as a way of life. From what we can see and hear in the media, the classroom, and the workplace, all are now infected to some degree with contention. What can we do to combat this canker of contention? What steps may each of us take to supplant the spirit of contention with a spirit of personal peace? To begin, show compassionate concern for others. Control the tongue, the pen, and the word processor. And I would interject here, the social media. Whenever tempted to dispute, remember this proverb. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. And let's not forget, in that perfect society that we see in 4th Nephi, it says that there was no contention in all the land because of the love of God which dwelled in the hearts of the people. My friends, we have got to figure out how to replace contention and anger with true charity and love for our fellow men. So Aaron and the people that were with him leave Jerusalem. They go to the land of Madonai. They try to teach there. They get cast into prison. And that's where Ammon and Lamoni come and help deliver them from prison. In verses 15 and 16, it says, and they went forth again to declare the word. And thus they were delivered for the first time out of prison. And thus they had suffered." And they went forth whithersoever they were led by the Spirit of the Lord, preaching the word of God in every synagogue of the Amalekites or in every assembly of the Lamanites where they could be admitted. And it came to pass that the Lord began to bless them insomuch that they brought many to the knowledge of the truth. Now what I love here is that they were completely undeterred. They had been kicked out of a couple cities, they had been cast into prison, and yet it says that they continued to go forth. And not only did they just go forth, they went forth whithersoever they were led by the Spirit of the Lord. They didn't just go through this blindly. They allowed themselves to be led by God himself. I have that cross-referenced to the promise that the Lord gives them that we read about in chapter 17. Verse 11, it says, And the Lord said unto them, Go forth among the Lamanites thy brethren and establish my word. Yet ye shall be patient in long-suffering and afflictions, that ye may show forth good examples unto them in me. And I will make an instrument of thee in my hands, unto the salvation of many souls. Now that is exactly what we see here. We see Aaron being patient in afflictions, in getting mocked in Jerusalem, in getting cast into prison in Madoni. And yet, as soon as he leaves, He's patient in his afflictions and he continues to go forth and preach the word of God. And it says that they were given the spirit, that they were told where they should go. And because they were an instrument in the hands of God, they were led to people who would accept the gospel and led to those who were ready to hear what they had to teach. So what does that really mean to be an instrument in the hands of God? Mother Teresa said it this way, in God's work, I am like a pencil in his hand. He does the thinking. He does the writing. The pencil has nothing to do with it. The pencil has only to be allowed to be used. We can experience that same thing in our lives, in our callings, and as ministers to our friends and neighbors. If we allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit and to be taught by our Heavenly Father, He can use us in His work. Not the way we want to be used or not the way we think we should be used. A pencil doesn't get to think that way or decide what's going to be written. A pencil only has to allow the writer to write. And you and I as instruments in the hands of God only have to allow God to do his work through us. But we can only do that as we have faith to allow ourselves to let go and to be led by God's will. My friends, if we are going to do God's work, we have to be willing to do it God's way. Not to dictate to Him how we think it needs to be done, but to allow Him to teach us and to guide us and to use us in His great and marvelous work. I testify of the power of the Spirit of God, and that as we pray for it, as we pray to be in tune, and as we pray to be an instrument in His hand, He will lead us to those that we can bless, those that we can lift up, and those that we can bring closer to Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, or to share. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.